0: To the lively realm of giant cocktails, happy hour. I'm Matthew Henry, your spirited host, and by my side is the one and only Ben Henry, the maestro of mixology. Brace yourself for an exhilarating expedition filled with laughter, tantalizing recipes, and the dynamic interplay between two cocktail-loving siblings. Join us as we unveil the secrets of mixology, sharing our fervor for extraordinary libations. Here's to giant cocktails where drinks reach towering heights, good times flow freely, and the bond of brotherhood gets a delightful twist. Cheers! How's it going, Ben?
1: It's going well, Matthew. I like like that we're going to have some dynamic interplay uh on that uh intro written by chat gpt um yeah uh yeah maestro maestro like that like that let's keep that one going um all right, all right. i'll bring that back uh, let's see um i don't know there was a lot in there there was a lot in there and um, i mean
0: the biggest thing is that chat gpt keeps setting the bar Way high. Too high. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, there's no way we're going to, you know, mm-hmm. have a tantalizing recipe and dynamic interplay. I mean, I I just don't, you can't have both. Well, uh, we're having dynamic interplay right now. I don't know if you know that, Matthew. (laughs) Okay. Dynamic. Yes. Because it is Uh, changing. So forget about the tantalizing recipes then.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, it is changing. We're saying different things. So therefore, it is 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 dynamic. dynamic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. From a physics standpoint, you are true. Uh, Join us as we unveil the secrets of mixology. I hope you have some secrets because I got nothing. (laughs) I've got a great, well, we've got our
1: tip of the day.
0: Oh, that's true. Right? That's true. I don't know see, if that's all a right. secret. But oh, it's, we got this. Yeah, we got this. We got
1: it. We got it. This is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't, ChatGPT hasn't oversold us at all. <laughs> no, no. Not at all. Oh, uh, So how's it going? Oh, how's it going? Well, let's see. It's going really well. Um, I think You're about ready to go on
0: a trip, aren't you? I
1: am about to go on a trip. Yes, I am returning to the land of ice uh, in the Atlantic Ocean. Um, I went there last year. You know, you know, our faithful listeners may remember, um, as part of a tour of volcanic islands around the world, and. Um, Two. I went to two volcanic islands around the world, which is which is a lot, right? I think that's for most- two more than- well,
0: actually, that's one more than I've been to. I've been to Hawaii. Right, right. So, but uh, I did that all in one year, right? So I went- I went yeah, anyway, yeah. I did that
1: all in one summer. Uh, all in one month, I guess. But I, that was for work that I went to Iceland uh, last year. And I went- so it was just me, you know, and, and coworkers. Uh, so this time, the family I, and I are going, and we're going for much longer. We're going to do a big old tour. We're going to drive around the whole island- uh, I'm gonna have more time to enjoy um, cocktails and 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 spirits from the land right. of
0: ice blueberry vodka
1: that's right, not just uh well no it was it was a blueberry it was a blueberry liqueur is what liqueur. I brought back. yeah
0: I know shit. it wasn't vodka no that's right yeah. no
1: I mean they just have straight vodka um, and then they also make <laughs> their own um their own liqueurs um. Which are you know they've got the one liqueur that's like super strong and super like you're like how could anybody enjoy this you know like ouzo from Greece and you know not yeah. to call out the Greeks but you know that's just the one that comes to the top of mind everybody's got their one you drink that anyway that's like right that's right that's right yeah see here in the United States we have moonshine right it's not just you know it's it's everybody everybody's got their thing and we also have bourbon but okay well bourbon is good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you know that's the difference uh it's good uh you know uh and like i said they they have some good things there too so so yeah, so I'm gonna be gone for a couple of weeks um are you are you all packed no, I'm not leaving for like three days right. uh but uh but I have acquired all the things that I want to acquire bring with us like all right. you know so, something to take nice photos with,
0: et cetera et cetera uh i got I got it. so when you're packing, mm-hmm. are you the type of person that packs the exact amount of underwear you need for each day? Or do you throw in like three or four extras?
1: Well, I usually throw in three or four extras for sure. This time I'm going for 14 days. So we're kind of hoping that we're going to find a place to do laundry.
0: especially Otherwise, as the second week's going to be really interesting. The second week's going to be really <laughs>
1: bad. Yeah. So um, just because we don't want to pack that much clothing, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I will probably bring the exact amount of of, of underwear this time. Uh, I'm sure all our listeners are happy to know that Ben's going to have 14 pairs of skivvies with him. It's important. Important <laughs> stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll have fun and, uh, yeah, bring you back something, okay? Because that's really the most yeah, important Yeah, I'll thing. bring
1: you back some, some mezcal. <laughs>
0: All right, I'd be curious to see how the, Some the, the Icelandians mezcal. do do mezcal. <laughs> that would be that would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hey, I got a question for you. All right. That's non skivvy related. Oh. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question that will become clearer of why I'm asking you in a little bit. But uh, what are your thoughts on celery? Are you pro celery, anti celery, ambivalence? Is it only a diet food Oh. or is there more to it? And if you do ants on a log, how many ants are you putting on the log? I <laughs> see. I really don't like the term ants
1: on a log, first of all. I don't know why, but
0: it makes me think of not food. <laughs> see, that's the only time that I eat celery, So, <laughs> which happened to be when I was like eight. Yeah, so, uh,
1: yeah. Um, I didn't even know we were talking about food. Celery. So you're asking, this is a question about celery. Right. It is. Well, it, I mean, it is appropriate because one of us does have celery in our cocktail today in multiple yes. forms.
0: Right. And you can um, probably guess whose it is. Uh,
1: yours, because you brought up the question. <laughs> uh, I am actually very pro-celery. When I was on my diet a few weeks ago, right, and I was getting yeah. all angry, um, one of the few things that I would allow myself to snack on just at, during the day, and I could have as much as I wanted, and I didn't think about it, was celery. So I would buy, I would buy celery almost every day or enough for every day and then I would, wow. yeah, I would cut it up into these little pieces and then and then eat them like chips or whatever. And um, I like that. Oh, poor man. Yeah, yeah. I also like I love celery as a dip um delivery mechanism, you know, huh? because it's got that natural curve in it, you know. That's
0: true. You get all the copious amounts yeah. just sitting in. Yeah, there, huh? I
1: like celery with cream cheese in it. And I don't really like cream cheese that much. Uh, I like celery in salads cause it adds a nice little crunch. I like celery in like in, uh, you know, takeout food, like, like, you know, the filler vegetable that they put in there. I like it in there. I like it better than bell peppers.
0: Yeah. I think I think the only time where I'm like okay this this fits is like in the Thanksgiving stuffing. Yeah, you know, there's like mm-hmm. celery. It's, it's in there. wonderful I, in there. Yeah, good. I good feel point. like that's that's appropriate for me. I, I, I'm okay with that. I just I don't know something about it. Just the taste is a little off for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 texture with the the fibrousness of it is oh, a what little. I like. I like the crunch. Off-putting to me. Um, and yeah, I just I don't know. I, and you know, there's some cocktails out there that call for uh, celery bitters. Yeah, uh, So a, I big have, I have a, a big Celery bitters I have bit. a jar of celery bitters, mm-hmm. and every time I think, I, I do a cocktail with one of those, I think, this is going to be it. This is the one that I like. And then it's like, oh, it would be really good if it didn't taste like celery. It's really interesting. There, so.
1: I, I didn't know that people out there didn't like celery. I thought it was like one of those things that, that you either like or most of the world is just sort of like,
0: yeah, it exists. Yeah, I... I guess I'm more about that. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't miss it if it was gone.
1: Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. I think most of the world uh,
0: probably wouldn't miss it if it was gone.
1: I would miss it. Okay. I would miss it. I don't do ants on a log because I don't like raisins. Um, but uh, if you change those raisins out for some chocolate chips, that's right, chocolate mm-hmm. and celery with the peanut butter, with the peanut butter. That's <laughs> of, right. course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of yeah. course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Weird question. And, weird question, but cool. It, I like it.
0: I like all right. it. Yeah. Well, you know, they can't all be, you know, winners here. I guess. <laughs> but, uh... Especially when we're trying to come up with them like two minutes before we record. I'll work Uh, on that. I'll work on that. You saw my cocktail
1: and then you made the question.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, you know what time it is now. I do know what time it is. It's time for... Tip of of the the day! day! Tip of the day. Tip of the day. And once again, you have been kind enough Mm. to uh, supply us with the tip of the day. That's right. I do have a tip of the day. And I'm going to go ahead and say what the tip of the day is. And then you're just going to elaborate on how you do it. All right. Yes. So Ben's tip of the day is how to keep your bar area clean, i.e. how not to get your wife pissed at your drunken mess. (laughs) Right. So Ben has a system that Mm -hmm. he has uh, that he has developed because his bar is in another room from his kitchen. And so how do you kind of keep that area clean? Right, right. So, Ben, take it away. What's your tip? Right. Well, first of all,
1: I would say that I think my wife, when she's referring to a drunken mess, she's referring to me directly. Um, okay. But, but <laughs> that's just a joke. I mean, unless, you know, to her friends who are listening, I guess it's probably not a joke. You would know better than I would. Um <laughs> But anyway, yeah. So, so my bar is is, you know, this is a nice bar that's nice wooden bar. It's really cool. It's like a really nice kind of like piece of furniture to look at. It, but it's in our—it's in our living room. It's not—it's not in in the kitchen. It's not really that near the kitchen. Uh, you know, it's close enough to do a little bit of you know jaunting back and forth. But so I like to prepare my cocktails there, at my bar, where all of my ingredients are, except for my ice, maybe. Um. But it ends up creating this huge mess, right? And you get like sticky stuff in places and, you know, it, it just, you get all of these like lime wedges and crushed lemon wheels and it yeah. just turns into a big mess. And there's just a lot of stuff. There's a lot of hardware that gets dirty when you're making a cocktail, right? Your strainers and your your measuring cups, your jiggers and your just your bar spoons. And, you know, you've got this glass and that glass and you had the thing that the, the lemon juice was in. It's just a lot right and uh and it just becomes a big chore and then you know so you make your cocktail you have two or three of them you're really mellow you're really tired and like the last thing you want to do is go clean up your bar space so then yeah either you clean it up late at night when you don't want to or more likely you leave it there till the next day and more likely you leave it there till the next evening and then yeah the wife gets mad at you or the you know or the husband or you know uh, you know y- your spouse your partner your significant other your alter ego the you know alternate personality so what do you do well what i've done is i actually have just two containers two plastic bins that i keep in my bar and in there i keep a pack of um uh you know baby wipes wet wipes right And um, and so what I do is I just pop those two suckers out uh, when it's time to clean up or even while I'm making the cocktail, if there's enough room for them. And I just throw all of my hardware into one and then I throw all of my garbage into the other. Um, And uh, and I just do that while I'm I'm making them. So even just having them making my stuff and then and then I wipe down everything else with the wet wipe. Uh, and if I get lazy or whatever, I can just leave them like that, and it just makes everything look a little bit more tidy. But it's actually just super easy at that point, right? You just take the two containers into the kitchen. You just, you know, put it there on the counter um, for the wife to put into the dishwasher later. And then <laughs> and then you just take the other one, and you leave that on the counter, too, because you're too lazy to throw the stuff in there, are you? No, No! Almost, almost. Almost. Almost like so that. Close. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually the one who loads and empties the dishwasher, so... That's my job, so that's it. For it sure. But yeah, uh, but yeah. So it's just a nice, easy way to contain everything and keep things clean without you know. And then, and then when you're done, it's just it's a much easier job to get done. So that's my tip of the day: how to keep your bar area clean, uh, so uh, so you can enjoy uh, the fruits of your labor rather than the labor of your fruits.
0: That's an excellent tip. Uh, mm-hmm. It reminds me of uh, back in the day when I started watching Food Network and Rachel Ray and her 30-minute meals was really big. And Rachel would uh, have bowl. a bowl. Yeah. Yeah, she have a bowl on the counter that she would just throw all of her scraps and stuff into. And uh, I have actually tried that, uh, but I am too... Oh, what's the kind word? Uh, ADHD, to remember to do that every time. So sure. uh, generally it just yeah. ends up being stuff that I have to throw yeah. out. But it's an excellent idea, and I I, I applaud your, your tip of the day. All right. Well, thank All you. All right, so uh, I believe it is my turn That's correct. to go first. It's today. your turn. Uh, so I am going to introduce to the show today a semi-classic cocktail called... The paper plane. Mm, paper plane, and the paper plane is—it seems on first glance that this would be one of the classics, but it, it actually, I think, was uh, developed by one of those famous New York bars in the early '90s, I believe. Um, and uh, a new classic, this, I think they call those. Yeah, it's kind of a new classic, exactly. And what a I what classic. I find fascinating—a a modern classic, thank you. That's probably the better word. And uh, what I find fascinating about this cocktail. First is it is a perfect cocktail in that all the ingredients are of equal amounts. And so I'll let me just list the ingredients here. It has three quarter ounces of bourbon, three quarter ounces of Aperol, three quarter ounces of Amaro Nonino quintessentia, and three quarter ounces of fresh lemon juice. Wait, what was that and third you, one? Amaro nonino quintessentia. <laughs> Okay. All right. I think that's how it's said. I don't know. I, I've actually didn't ever realize the, the quintessentia part because the Amaro Nonino is very prominent right. on the bottle. Right. Uh, so that's what I know it as. But in the recipes that I've been looking at, they always throw in the quintessentia. So I thought I would add that too. Uh, so you take all those ingredients and you put them into a cocktail shaker with ice and you shake for 10 to 12 seconds and double strain it into a chilled coupe glass and uh, and enjoy the things. So this is actually the very first cocktail that I have ever made that has apérol, and ever? this stems. Ever, I've never made anything with apérol. I wow. have not bought apérol, and it stems directly from my my very unfortunate Campari experience. Mm. Because in our newbie days, like within the first week or two of us deciding to do this podcast, I went out and bought a bunch of essentials, and I bought Campari. Right. I uh, made my first Negroni and promptly realized that I didn't like Campari. Mm-hmm.
1: And, Aperol and so is
0: like, I, so I shied away from Aperol because I was like, well, I don't it's really Campari's like Campari's little brother. Yeah, it is. And and well, I was gonna say, and everybody likes the little brother, but I don't. I don't know about that. <laughs> they do. So, everybody generally likes the little brother. Uh, this is a well-known so, fact. So today I went out and bought this bottle of Aperol and. Uh, Gave it a little sip test beforehand because you should always taste, you know, the ingredients before you've used them in anything. And I was pleasantly surprised at the level of sweetness from this. What's interesting is that, you know, the herbalness from the Aperol combined with the sweetness, the sweetness is actually very similar to the Amaro Nonino they have They have the kind of a very similar flavor profile as far as sweetness and then a very different herbalness, but the herbalness is there on both and uh you know, and both of those together provide just enough sweetness to create an amazingly balanced cocktail. And that's what fascinates me so much about the perfect cocktails is that you didn't need to like, you know, up one a little bit to offset the tartness of another and all that that everything just plays perfectly and the bourbon just sits there and provides this wonderful depth and body to it and uh, and then the two amaros with are are kind of giving you this 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 brightness and then the lemon juice is all there to kind of add that uh, Acidity at the end. Oh, it's such a good cocktail, and I'm really kicking myself for not having tried this before. And uh, this may be one of my new favorites. I really do love the paper plane. So that's what I'm bringing to the show today.
1: This is a stretch for me. This is this would be a stretch for me because because I did have apérol. I made an apérol spritz like that's right a few well, a few months ago maybe. And um, uh, you know. It was fine. I, I tolerated it. I, you know, I even think I came to like it a little bit. But after a while, I was just like, I, I'm not going to hang on to this anymore. So if I were to make this cocktail, I would have to go out and get Amaro and Amaro and, and Aperol. And uh, that's a big commitment. That's a big commitment for me just to try this cocktail out. But I do think it's really interesting what you're saying about the balance, you know, because even though this is a perfect cocktail, it's got it's got both the Aperol and the Amaro. Right. So really, you've got two herbal bitter um, ingredients here to the one um, to the one uh, spirit and to the one citrus. Right. So you kind of really have a two to one. Um, but they are playing against each other, right? Or I assume they are. Right. And so you say.
0: Well, they're yeah, they're they're actually complementing each other. Right. I think that they okay. they just each of that provides this great you know, and it, I think it actually together they bring the sweetness that you need to counteract the lemon juice and and, and mellow the bourbon a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Amaro Nanino is, I mean, that is a one of the this is one of the few cocktails that this is called out specifically. Okay. And uh, it's an expensive amaro. Mm-hmm. It's you know when you compare it to some of the others out there, it's in the fifty dollar range, you know, for a bottle. Uh, so it is it's a uh, bit pricey. It is. It's a little bit pricey. I have found that it is my go to, though. I, mm-hmm. I really like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so for me, it's worth the price. Uh, I've, I've been known to throw a little bit of it into an old fashioned. Um, anytime it calls for a, nomor- a recipe calls for an tomorrow, I'll sub this in just because yeah. um, I really yeah. I really like it. And it provides a really nice balance between sweetness and yeah. the, and the uh, tartness. I
1: find it really interesting that you, the sweet brother, really likes the bitter stuff. And then me, the bitter brother, really likes the sweet stuff. <laughs> Maybe we're just both searching for you know balance.
0: I, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, I I do like the sweet. I you know I skew sweet, but I, I definitely have had an appreciation I think over this cocktail journey mm-hmm. for cocktails that are a little bit a little bit on the on the drier or sour side even. So uh, so that's what I'm drinking today, Ben. So people out there listening, don't be afraid of the apérol and the amaro. Go out there and make yourself a paper plane. Ben, what are you drinking? Or eating. Or
1: whatever. <laughs> oh, that, uh that's a that's a good question, Matthew. So what I'm having today is <laughs> A big old stock of celery. Yeah, nice crunchy celery. Okay. So last week, Matthew, I had a hard week. I I mean I didn't really. But but I had a hard time with my cocktail. And I went out there and I made a um what was a breakfast cocktail? I took a I took a particular recipe, which I'm sure was perfectly fine, and then tried to adapt it to my own ingredients and, you know, really struggled with that. And, um, you know, and we, we talked about that and, and how I was a complete failure. Um, and we also talked about how we had never done a vodka cocktail on the show. And we're going right. to pause for a second while I chew the rest of the celery. <laughs>
0: And I I actually when you mentioned that before the show started I thought you were just joking because I was like clearly we've done at least one or two but we have done approximately 250 cocktails on the show and not one had vodka in. I think we might
1: have doesn't a white russian call for vodka? I think it does. Have we not done a Probably. white russian? I don't know. I think that might now be what i thinking. Now that I think about it. Because you and I were talking about this before the show, and I agreed. But now I'm like, didn't we do a White Russian? And if we didn't, we should. Somebody's got to do the White Russian. But
0: I did. I did a peanut butter White Russian.
1: Mm, then that probably that had I peanut butter think. whiskey in
0: it or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wow. We haven't done a White Russian
1: so. on the show. We got to. We got to get on that. We got to get on that. But anyway, that's not what yeah. I'm having today. Today, I thought what I would do is I would rectify my, my blown attempt at a breakfast cocktail from last week. And I would rectify the fact that we haven't done a vodka cocktail on the show by bringing in the, the, um, the original, um, hangover drink, the original brunch cocktail, the perennial, either you love it or you hate it, Bloody Mary. And so, Matthew, that's what I'm drinking today. I am drinking a Bloody Mary, which is a tried-and-true vodka cocktail. That is the only spirit that is in this cocktail. And um, and if you go out there and you start trying to research different recipes for Bloody Marys, what you will find is just a so many different versions of this. So, so many different versions. But... I think what's interesting about about that is is that it is a really big playground. So, like if you are somebody who is into the tomato juice base, like this is a really fun place for you to play around. Um, secondly, I think this is a great cocktail that really highlights why vodka is a really can be a great ingredient in cocktails because a lot of the ingredients in a Bloody Mary are very, very strong flavored, right? A lot of the non-alcoholic tr- uh, of flavors. So when you finally comes to bringing the alcohol into the cocktail, it really needs a cocktail that doesn't do a lot in terms of flavor, right? And that's definitely vodka. Um, and so, so what? But what you would find in most uh, most recipes for this is, is tomato juice and vodka. Uh, so my in my my Bloody Mary calls for four ounces of tomato juice, two ounces of vodka. Then two dashes of an almost perennial ingredient, not every cocktail, not every Bloody Mary recipe has this, but most do, two dashes of Worcestershire sauce, uh, followed up by two dashes of a hot sauce. Now, folks, two dashes may not be enough for you, right? You might like a really spicy uh, Bloody Mary, so you do you. Um, and, uh, you might like one that's really got a large umami flavor to it. So maybe you're going to add in more Worcestershire sauce. Um, but I think both of those are critical. They're, they're required for this cocktail. Something that I added that I really, really enjoy that I don't think is very, is extremely common, but it's somewhat common is a half a teaspoon of horseradish sauce. horse horseradish sauce. Easy for you to say, um, <laughs> And uh, I really like this one because it, it continues to bring a little bit more heat, but it also really adds this really kind of funky um, flavor profile that I think um, counters well with, with the tomato juice and the savoriness of the Worcestershire sauce and even your hot sauce. Uh, so I have half a teaspoon of that. Then I cut a lemon wedge and a lime wedge. I squeezed my lemon wedge into the rest of the cocktail ingredients. Um, But I kept my lime wedge as a garnish on the side so that I could squeeze it on top later. Um, I also have celery stalks here for garnish, cherry tomatoes for garnish, um, some fresh ground pepper for black pepper. uh, And and I just put in as much as I kind of felt right. You know, I don't have a measurement for you. Um, But again, if you really like a spicy cocktail, go to town. If you don't, you know, just kind of wave the pepper shaker over it and don't even let any fall out into your drink. <laughs> and then... Uh, That's the, what the pros called to taste. To taste. Exactly. Exactly. And then a quarter teaspoon of celery salt, um, you know, because uh, you like celery and it's a great flavor.
0: <laughs> uh, so- what? What are you doing with that celery salt? What are you doing
1: with that celery salt? Well, okay, so, so how do you take all of these ingredients and how do you put them all together? Well, so the first thing that you're going to do is you're going to take a large glass. A large pint glass would be appropriate. And you are going to coat the rim of this glass with the celery salt. So the way that you do that is you put a bunch of celery salt out onto a flat plate. You then take a, the wedge of a lime or a lemon cut perpendicularly so that you can just squeeze the, get the edges of the lemon around the edge of the rim of your glass, and you just run it around the edge of your glass. Then you put that rim into the celery salt that's on the plate, kind of move the, the, the glass around so a little, get it nice and coated, and then you put that off to the side to dry, and you're going to end up getting a really nice celery salt coating around the rim. Uh, then you go over to your mixing container, uh, mixing glass, and you're going to add your tomato juice, your vodka, your Worcestershire sauce, your hot sauce, your horseradish sauce, your lemon juice, your black pepper. And you're going to put all of that into your mixing glass. You're either going to stir it or do a gentle shake, whichever you feel is appropriate, with a little bit of ice. Okay? Uh, then you're going to take your prepared glass and you're going to fill that with ice. You're going to put in your celery stock, preferably with leaves sticking out of it. And then you're going to strain your cocktail into that glass with the ice, and then on top of that you add your lime wheel, your lime wedge garnish, and uh, and some cherry tomatoes uh, on a uh, on a bar uh, bar toothpick. Um, and uh, yeah, there you have it. Then then you got to remove all of those things so that you can actually drink the cocktail. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can you can eat the celery first
0: or you can eat it at the
1: end. Or if you're a wimp like Matthew, you could just not eat it at all.
0: <laughs> well, certainly when I have a cocktail, it's not not to mm. eat celery. Uh, but that sounds amazing. And it, it strikes me as one of those, you know, the, the tradition of a Bloody Mary is supposed to help you with a hangover. Correct from partying the night before. And that hot sauce and Worcestershire sauce and horseradish sauce, boy, those three ingredients, man, that'll wake you up. Yeah, it's it's like kind of wake you up.
1: And then also there's a lot of salt in there to help you get, you know, some of those... The electrolytes, the electrolytes back, back, in back in into your system, yeah, yeah, and then and then the vodka to take a little bit of the edge off of the of the old hangover. Um, but you know what? It's also just a really fun flavor uh, uh, experience, right? So, um, I mean, you know, you have to be you have to like these ingredients to begin with, otherwise, you're just not going to like a Bloody Mary. Um, but it really is a very interesting. Um, playground for you to play around and uh, and especially go crazy a little bit because I think it gives you license to go crazy, you know? It gives you that license to add kinds of all umami and spicy and salty ingredients to the cocktail and really find something that can be a guilty pleasure. Yeah. The Bloody Mary.
0: Well, I think it's appropriate that you would have the Bloody Mary after a bad breakfast. Yeah. So... You know, Indeed. Uh, Indeed.
1: And uh, it definitely makes up for the bad breakfast. For sure. <laughs> okay. Well, there you have it, folks. Those are our two cocktails for the day. The Bloody Mary and the Paper Plain. Uh, we'd like to thank you for joining us today. Uh, remember, if you want to connect with us, tell us about how much you don't like our cocktails. You can do that on Twitter, on Instagram, or on Mastodon, or you can find us at giant cocktails if you really do like our cocktails and want to tell everybody how great they are you can go to apple podcasts and find fill out a review um which some of you have actually done recently so thank you yes and those of you who haven't done it yet people are beating you to it you should feel guilty um another cool thing you can do to help the show is tell your friends about us you know uh spread the love spread the word it really helps the show out um yeah and so on that note, folks. We will see you again, possibly from the middle of the Atlantic Ocean or from wine country. Until then, Matthew, it's been a lot of fun. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, Ben. Bye,
0: everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails podcast. Until next time, bottoms up.